Welcome to another episode of A Pitch Towards Holiness podcast. I'm Michael Kidwell. And I'm Mike Kidwell. Well, we hope that you had a great last year. It is now um, January 7th. Um, it was a very busy December for both of us, like we mentioned. It was. It went by in a blink. Um, we, we had a lot of things going on family-wise, church-wise, um, all good things. It just, I, I kind of blinked and December was gone. Um, right. Probably the fastest our December's ever moved on by, and, and here we are in 2023. But it's exciting because um, there's there's so many things that we can look forward to God doing in our life in a new year. Right. I know a lot of people make resolutions. I'm I'm particularly not one of those people that do that, um, but uh, I just hope some people would um, refocus in their relationship with God um, this 2023. So it's it's a year of new possibilities and new awakenings and um, new beginnings. Mm-hmm. So Michael, today we're going to talk about something that we haven't talked about before. You know, we talk a lot about baseball players and what they do on the field. Right. But you know, as well as I do, there's some baseball players out there that are sponsored by some pretty big brands, mm-hmm. um, you know, Nike and Under Armour and all these people look for talented players right. that not only are talented, but are withstanding outside of the game of baseball and mm-hmm. um, really are good role models in big brands that want to advertise their merchandise, look for those people. Um, so they can have some free advertisement, but it, it's a win-win for the players, right? Because right. then they get free merchandise and mm-hmm. they're able to promote that brand, but they get the benefit of having whatever they want, whenever they want for that brand. So, um, you don't have to look it up, but tell me some, some, um, some brands, maybe some people that kind of stick out in your mind of, um, that kind of thing going on with the sponsorship. Yeah, so um, bats are a big thing. So um, every now and then, MLB will allow baseball players to use custom bats. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for the Home Run Derby, um, all the guys that participated in the Home Run Derby had, like, a custom bat that had like um, Pete Alonzo, his nickname's Polar Bear. Mm-hmm. So his bat had polar bears on it. And so um, there's that. And then um, Bryce Harper um, was playing for the Phillies. He had the Philly Fanatic on his bat. Um, and then there's um, people that will get specially made um, gloves Mm-hmm. And that will have like team colors or will have like um, the flag of where they came from and stuff like that. And so these companies will just give players their product so that whenever you see it on TV, little kids are like, oh, that looks cool. I want that. Well, and, and more importantly, ki- kids, teenagers, even adults are under that frame of mind that, you know, if it works for them and they're the best player at this and that, then I want everything that they have so I can try to be as good as they are. You know, they have right. that kind of frame of mind that the equipment is making the the um, the, the person the way they are, but really it's just the their talent overall. But And even 
Another thing is commercials. You get to see a lot of um, commercials. I know locally, you know, we're big Astro fans. I don't think it's any secret that we're big Astro fans because um, that's our local team and we've been very loyal even even through the years that they were really bad um, yeah. and, and hard to watch. You know, we, we were loyal to them. And, and now that they're really good, you see a lot of their players in commercials um, mm-hmm. during baseball games and – even um, during football games, you see these baseball players um, like HEB commercials right, with right. Um, Carlos Correa when he was here and um, Lance McCullers. And now, now you see those HEB commercials with um, Alex Bregman and Altuve and, Altuve and, Jeremy, and, Pena. and Jeremy Pena. And it, they're fun to watch. And Alvarez, I think, has one too. And then you see um, Jeremy Pena um, with a commercial for a local – Mexican restaurant. So we, we say all of that because the, these players, because of their talent on the mm-hmm. field, mm-hmm. because of their reputation off the field and how they handle their business um, off the field when they're not playing baseball, they're sought after by these companies to promote their merchandise. Right. And so really, if you look at it, there's a principle of the kingdom of God that's at work here, and the world probably doesn't even realize it, and it's the principle of stewardship. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for these players that are really talented and and doing some um, really amazing things on the field, and some of them doing really amazing things off the field, you see um, these these companies, these businesses, want to reward their stewardship um, by having them sponsor their brand. And, and they're also rewarded because now it's bringing notoriety to whatever brand they are, whether it's baseball equipment or a restaurant or a grocery store or a furniture store, whatever it is, they're, they're being rewarded um, by these players kind of promoting their name. So it's a, a win-win. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kingdom of God works out that way too. We, we have um, stewardship that that God really wants us to steward. And we're going to explain that. Um, and we'll kind of have a talk around Michael as we're going through. Um, do you know what stewardship is? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but um, I'm looking for the true definition of stewardship. Um, I don't know the true definition. Okay. So what do you think about when you hear that word? It's a, it's so, a word that we don't hear often. Right. Right. And it's a word commonly used in the church. But um, I but don't... you see the principle all over the all over in right, the natural right, right, right. and in the spiritual. So so um, you always hear, especially since I've grown up in the church, you've always heard being a good steward with what you have. And so, whenever I hear that, what comes to mind for for me is um, what God gives me. I should give back mm-hmm. is what my definition of it is. Okay. All right. And, and, and so, and that's, that's really close. Right. So the Webster dictionary definition of stewardship is the job of supervising or taking care of some things um, like an organization or property that you have been given mm-hmm. by someone else. So I, I want to read um, in Matthew because this is it laid out um, in Jesus' words. This is a parable. It's the parable of the steward. 
and it's in Matthew 25, um, verses 14 through 30. And um, then we're going to just touch on a little bit there, and um, we'll, we'll be done for today. But um, So let me read that. It says, again, in Matthew 25, 14 through 30, it says, Again, heaven's kingdom is like a wealthy man who went a long journey and summoned all his trusted servants and assigned his financial management to them. Before he left his journey, he entrusted a bag of 5,000 gold coins to one of his servants, to another a bag of 2,000 gold coins, and to the third a bag of 1,000 gold coins, each according to his ability to manage them. The one entrusted with 5,000 gold coins immediately went out and traded it for more money, and he doubled his investment. In the same way, the one who entrusted with 2,000 gold coins traded with uh, some likewise and doubled his investment. But the one who had been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins, he just dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. And after much time had passed, the master returned and settled to settle his accounts with his servants. And the one that was entrusted with 5,000 gold coins came and brought 10,000 that he had doubled, saying, See, I have doubled your money. Commending his servant, the master replied, You have done well and proven yourself to be my loyal and trustworthy servant. Because you have been faithful steward to manage a, a small sum, now I will put you in charge of much, much more. And that isolated, that, that I'm going to stop right there because that isolated statement is really the point of what we're going to do. I'm going to read the, the, the rest of it, but I want you to hear it again. What Jesus said is, because you have been faithful to steward a small sum, now I will put you in charge of much, much more. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read on. You will experience the delight of your master. You will say to, who will say to you, "Enter into the joy of the Lord." Then the one who had been entrusted with two thousand gold coins came and said, "See, master, I have doubled what you have entrusted me with." Commending his servant, the master replied, "You have done well and proven yourself to me as my loyal and trustworthy servant, because you were faithful to manage a small sum." Here it is again. Now I will put you in charge of much, much more. You will experience the delight of your master who will say to you, Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then the one who had been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins came to his master and said, Look, sir, I know that you are a hard man to please, and you're a shrewd and ruthless businessman who grows rich on the backs of others. I was afraid of you, so I went and hid your money and buried it in the ground. But here it is. Take it. It's yours. But his master said to him, you're an unworthy and lazy servant. I, I'm sorry, if you knew I was a shrewd and ruthless businessman who always makes a profit, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? Then I would have received it all back with interest when I returned. But because you were unfaithful, I will take the 1,000 gold coins and give them to the one who was faithful with the 10,000. For the one who has will be given more into the one in until he overflows with abundance and the one who hardly has anything even that little he will have taken from him mm-hmm. then the master said to the other servant now throw that good for nothing servant away from me into outer darkness 
where there is great misery and anguish. So you can see here the Jesus with the parable of the steward um, is all about rewarding faithfulness. Right. I mean, he gives us blessings. What are some of the blessings that he gives us that we don't think about, Michael? Uh, well, it could be a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. It could be a car that works. Yeah. Um, it could be money to support your family. Okay. I mean, it, he gives us time. He gives us talent. He gives us um, means to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, your job is your resource, but God is our ultimate source. Mm-hmm. And so we look at that. This isn't just about money. It's about stewarding what he's blessed us with. Right. And a lot of times he's blessed us with a certain talent mm-hmm. and he expects us to be a good steward with how we use that talent. Cause really he gave us that talent to bring glory to him. Right. And our time, that is the thing that we don't think about very much, but he's given us time and he expects us to manage it in a way that brings glory and honor to him. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, what has God given you to steward? Um, well, the first thing I can think of is my talent of drumming. Okay. Um, that was definitely a gift from God. I mean, the rest of the family can keep a beat, but y'all y'all can't play the drums. Yeah, no, we um, can't. And it wasn't something I took lessons for so i mean it was definitely a gift from god and um i'm glad that i can use it to glorify him too okay and so he expects you to be a good steward with that and to multiply what he's given you and Mm -hmm. i know that you've in your um um tenure as a, a drummer for our church you've taken some guys um under your wing and tried to teach them how to play the drums. You've, you know, I've seen you do it on three or four different occasions. And that to me is, is very important that we're passing down, um, what God's given us in that, in that way, Michael, you're trying to multiply what he's given you. And so that, that's being a good steward of what he's given you. Um, the, the thing that you, the, the, the thing that God has given you to steward um, he wants you to be a good steward of. So um, do do you want, I guess the question today is, do you want God's blessing on your relationships, on your resources, and on your time? Mm-hmm. And I think everybody would answer right away, yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, I, I want God's blessing on all of that. But then I would ask the backup question is, are you stewarding what God has given you? Mm-hmm. Um as far as resources, time, and even your relationships. Right. Um, the way that you interact with your wife, girlfriend, or whoever it is, or husband or boyfriend, the way you interact with them, is it bringing glory and honor to God? Mm-hmm. Is it something that can be duplicated by kids one day? And if your answer is no, well, then you have an opportunity this 2023 to start again and, and ask God to help you right. to be a good steward with that. And then the same thing goes with your resources. Maybe you don't spend your money wisely. Mm-hmm. And it's not about giving all your money to the church. That's not what he's saying here. Mm-hmm. He he does want your first. It says 
in Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And it's talking about blessing stewardship right there, that scripture is. And it's not talking about wealth and, and houses and cars that will be added to you, but it's talking about the blessings of the Lord, the eternal blessings of the mm-hmm. Lord, mm-hmm. the fruits of the Spirit. That's what he's going to bless you with right. in abundance. Um, and Because and, he doesn't want to give you temporary things that are going to rotten and and break and, and go mm-hmm. away one day. He wants to give you the, the eternal blessings that, that we so desperately need. Right. And so, you know, you look at those things, your your relationships and your resources, and maybe, you know, with your money, you're not being wise. Maybe you're not um, giving back to him what he's due, and then you're not asking him for wisdom on how to how to use the rest. And 2023 can be an opportunity for you to kind of change all of that. And you can come to God and say, look, help me be a a tither that does it out of relationship with you mm-hmm. and out of love that I have for you. And then help me to manage my resources that you give me wisely and, and really seek God and, and ask him for the help. And, and, and he'll do it. I've seen him do it in my life. I've seen him do it in other people's lives. You know, when, when um, my wife and I were first married, we were horrible managers of money. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's just there's no other way around it. We were just really bad. Um, we didn't steward what he was giving us good at all. And it, it wasn't until we had a transformation in our relationship with God that we realized the importance of tithing, not because it was a duty or a requirement, but because it was out of an outpouring of love that we had for Jesus because of what he had done in our heart. And when we started tithing, we didn't think that we had the money to tithe, but we took a leap of faith and we did it. And then we do understand now that you can't afford not to tithe. Yeah, I was and, about to say, there's that quote that I was going to bring up. Yeah, you can say it. Yeah. You've um, heard it, me say it a bunch uh, of times. Plenty of times. It's it's one of my dad's one-liners that I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard. Because um, there's been times where I've I've come to you and I'm like, Dad, I don't know how I'm going to tithe this um, this month or this week. And it, all my money's going to have to go to rent. And you, you've constantly told me you can't afford not to tithe. Well, because he has given you that, that resource, that money to pay your bills. And he knows what you need. Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's not, you know, in a box where he doesn't understand what's going on. He, he's right there ever present in your situation. He knows that if it looks like on paper that you don't have the money to tithe, that there's no faith in giving. Mm-hmm. And part of the giving is that leap of faith, that, that step saying, you know what, I'm going to give him my first no matter what, and I know, I know that he'll supply the rest. And, I, you know, it took me way too long to figure all that out, but when my wife and I did, we saw him come through time and time and time again. And, you know, um, a long time ago when we were, we were um, new parents and we were faithfully tithing and believing that God would supply the rest, a lot of times it would come at the last moment. We would have a, a water bill that was due and you know, it was going to get shut off. And, and from some place that we never thought of, 
there would be that money that came through because we tithed and we, we trusted God in that. So you look at all that, and there's there's stewardship all over our life. The principle of stewardship is there, and if we can get this principle in 2023, mm-hmm. we can see God do some amazing things with our time and our relationships and um, with with our resources. And, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, I want, I want the best marriage. I want the best relationship with my girlfriend. I want it to be God-honoring and all mm-hmm. those things. But you, you don't spend time in prayer together or you don't spend time in the Word together. And I'll tell you right now, those that pray together stay together. Right. And um, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus first, I don't know how you expect to be able to have a relationship with a man or a woman um, apart from a relationship with Christ because now you're operating in your flesh and you're trying to do it on your own. You're going to fail. Mm-hmm. You, you might success, you'd be successful for a moment, but in the end you're going to fail because you're trying to do it on your own power and own strength. So 2023, let's all resolve to be good stewards with everything right. God's given us, not just some of the things, but everything God's given us. And let's really focus on that and see what God will do in and through us because we were faithful with what he gave us. Mm-hmm. And even trying to multiply it through other generations. Some of us have kids. Some of us will have kids. Some of us are planning um, future families. And there is no better time than the present to start stewarding what God has given you so you can teach that principle to your children and your children's children, and they can see that principle at work in your life, and then they can try to be imitators of Christ through you. And in in doing that, they can multiply the blessing that God's given them as well. Right. And so um, one of the big things for Brittany and I this year has, um, obviously now that we're married, every time she sees someone with a baby, she looks at me and she goes, I want one. And my number one response is no, not yet. And so um, we had a conversation the other day, and I said, before we start talking about having kids, let's pray about it. Let's pray about it, then we'll be about it. And I've I've told her um, before we even got married, after we're married, around six months to a year, we'll consider having kids. Well, and there's a lot of wisdom in that, because you have to... Um... You have to um, adapt to living with each other, and you have to be able to love each other and, and, and build a life together that's, that's founded on the rock of Jesus. And um, then you can have something to share with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people rush right into having kids or having building families, and um, what happens is because that's, that's their main goal and their main focus, and it's not Jesus— then whenever they do have kids and their kids are of age, they really don't have anything to pass on to them spiritually right? because they didn't take that time together to build on that foundation. And um, that that's one of the things that, that I look back and I'm like, you know, I, if I had it to do all over again, I would. Because um, Amy and I, we got married and um, 10 months after we were married, we had Michael. And um, I don't regret having Michael in any way. I mean, that that was 
a joy and we, we were so looking forward to having kids. But if I had to do all over again, I would have taken that time to really build a foundation with my wife mm-hmm. and um, have a little bit more that we could share because neither one of us were really, we went to church and, you know, we, we, we weren't really following Christ yet. And um, we, we didn't have anything to offer and mm-hmm. it didn't, you know, God worked it all out and he redeemed it. Um, but, but we could have, I think done a lot better and been a better steward with the time that we had in your early childhood, if we would have had that time to build on that foundation of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, he worked out an amazing thing in me when I was 25 and I rededicated my life to Christ and he really freed me from a lot of things. And from that time on, um, day by day with daily sanctification, I've, deepened my understanding of the word. I've grown closer to Christ every day and my wife has as well. And we've, because of that, we've grown closer together. Mm-hmm. But I say that because we got married when we were 19. And so that didn't happen until six years later. Um, I wonder, I know that that's part of my testimony, but I often wonder what would have happened if we would have started that way. Mm-hmm. Instead of waiting the the six years down the road till, um, God did that work, and I know God's timing's perfect, but you know, humans we we kind of like to reflect back and and think of the what ifs. But um, all that to say, steward what God has given you this year, right? Relationships, time, resources, be a good steward of it all, and I guarantee you that God will bless you over and abundantly, what you could ever ask for or think. Right. And this year, we're all praying for uh, for blessings, but it we got to put forth some effort to get to, to the blessings that we want. I agree. And um, let's, this year, start now putting forth the effort so that um, when blessings come, we're, we're ready for them. Yeah. Um, whether it's um, this year putting forth effort to become financially stable um, and the Lord wants to bless you and give you what you need, but it, it's going to start with a, a step of faith. And this year, I'm praying for everybody that's listening um, that you decide to make that decision now and you don't put it off till march or you don't put it off till um october um so with that we're gonna pray and we're gonna close it we we thank you for listening and we we really hope that we can um help in any way possible yeah um for those that are listening if you ever need someone to talk to or if you ever need someone to pray for you um we do post on facebook um our episodes if you find our messenger on Facebook, we are willing to pray for you. Yes. Um, and if you need, we can give you our phone numbers. Of course, we're not going to put it on the podcast. But if you reach out to us on our Facebook, we will happily give you our phone numbers um, so that if you need prayer, if you need someone to listen to you, we are available. Um, so with that, we're going to pray and we're going to close. So Lord God, I thank you for this day. Lord God, I just thank you for everything you've given us. Lord God, I just pray that 
this year we will become better stewards of what we have. Whether it's financial, whether it's relationships, Lord God, I just pray that we would put you first in everything. Lord God, that you would be forefront, and then after that, everything would fall into place. Lord God, I thank you for everybody that's listening. Lord God, I pray that you would bless them, Lord God, and that today they would make that decision to take a step of faith and to walk out what you give them, Lord God. And I thank you for everybody. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So with that, this is a Pitch Towards Holiness podcast. I'm Michael Kidwell. And I'm Mike Kidwell. See you next week.